All right, uh, we should be live now. Guys, thanks so much for joining, whether you're watching live or watching later on. Uh, we're continuing on with talking to some of the Survivor 41 contestants, which we're really happy uh, to talk to because we've spent the last four or five months recapping episodes, stalking them on Instagram to sort of get any kind of an update, um, uh, whether that was before or during the season. So we're excited to actually be talking to the guys that we've been um, analyzing and dissecting and viewing for the past couple months. And uh, we're joined here today with our first uh, post-holidays uh, uh, guest, and that is uh, Eric Abraham. So Abraham, uh, do you prefer, do you usually prefer Abraham? Is it, was that a survivor thing or? No, it's actually, it's, I use Abraham. Um, mm -hmm. I spent quite a few years in the military, 22 of them. And Abraham mm -hmm. and Eric are both first names. Mm -hmm. So there was no translation. I have to worry about giving out the first name. So Abraham is just something I'm, I'm accustomed to be called by. Um, okay. If you call me Eric, I think it's an official conversation. So okay. that's my distinguishing thing. I'd be like, no, nah, that's an official conversation. We got business to conduct. Abraham is a little more personable. Um, and that's just the yeah. name I, I prefer to go by. Gotcha, gotcha. Was there anything from your uh, military experience that you think helped you prepare for the show? <laughs> you would think, no. <laughs> uh, going into it, you know, a little more structure, a little more, um, I didn't have a problem being uncomfortable, like being on the island, sleeping outside. Mm -hmm. you, you think those things are going to be uh, positive factors, but we're all going through it in a different way. Uh, mm -hmm. So in preparation, I would say it prepared me mentally not to be as impacted by it. But ultimately, you're going to always encounter something different. No matter what mm -hmm. location you go to, I'd never been in Fiji. So this was the first time in Fiji and being outside and being in the elements, things like that. So that was a little different. Uh, mm -hmm. I was hoping that, that background would give me a little bit of an edge. But ultimately, Survivor is all about the people. The people make mm -hmm. up how your actual season will go. Right. So the people were harder than the elements, huh? Always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? You can overcome a rainy day, um, but you can't overcome people. Uh, you got to either get to know them. And we only got a short amount of time to get to know each other. You know, mm -hmm. you meet somebody and be like, hey, Gideon, how you doing today? No, Gideon is a bad person. I can't talk to him. <laughs> well, Gideon only said five words. What, what made him a, a bad person? You know, so you right. kind of got to get in there and mix it up early and try to get, you know, what you consider to be a good foundation from the start. If it's raining outside, you just go find some cover. If it's hot outside, you just go find some shade. But survivors, nothing like that. Right. Yeah, well, it's definitely interesting to be talking to you today, um, especially for me, because um, I think uh, that you're a little different than talking to most um I guess like first boots is is the word most people use because I think most time on the show, like honestly, like nine times out of 10, uh, the person who goes home first is usually an obvious upfront, like, okay, that's that's a contender for first boot. That's someone who's going to go home. You were a little different where I think when you got voted off, most people were um, very surprised and thought, oh man, if he had lasted like one more vote, I think he's someone who could have gone very far. To be honest, like coming into the season, I knew more people who – um, had picked you as their preseason winner than uh, Erica, the eventual winner. Um, Coach Drew, who's a, a good friend of us, uh, he's a, a member of the Reality Pop team here. Um, he had you as his, his winner for pretty much the entire um, preseason. So I feel like me and Gideon do, do tier ranks. I'm sure uh, 
coming up in the next uh, couple weeks or so or months or so. We're going to tier rank first boots, and I think you're going to be pretty high up there. Where do you compare yourself with other first boots? Well, first I'd like to say congratulations to Erica. At least she had part of my name. Um, so I feel, I feel like I, <laughs> yeah. I won too because, you know, people might yeah. confuse the two. You know, you, you go in there thinking that, hey, look, I can win this. I'm never going to mm -hmm. say, hey, I'm going to lose. And, you know, you go in there, you say, okay, you have a finite amount of time to make that decision on what direction can I get somebody else booted off before myself. So some right. of it is just luck. Some of it just, you know, bad timing. Um, right. I always tell everybody, ask Boche how he feels about me being booted off first because he got booted off second. <laughs> so uh, my strategy was to come in there and perform. So, and you know what? And I had a good time. When we did all those challenges and things up front, I said, give it 100% and have a good time because you never know what's going to happen. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you don't see a lot of the stuff that we've done because of the editing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got time constraints. But I mean, mm -hmm. you get to talk to everyone, you get to be in the challenge, you get to compete. And my whole thing was destroy every other tribe member, all of them, blue, green. I'm going to destroy everybody. And that's going to show that, hey, look, I should be kept around here because I can help us win. But that's my strategy. You only see if your strategy is bad if you get voted out after the person that you thought your strategy was better than. So mm. you look and say, OK, who got voted out after me? And I always tell votes the same thing. How did that strategy work, guy? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you ever have the vibe that the tribe was going in the direction of not strength? Look, if I had that vibe, I'd have still been there. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> did not even suspect it. Um, huh. And I, like I said, as viewers, it's a lot of stuff that you don't get a chance to see that we have to take in consideration right. when we're making a decision. Right. And I had enough good, solid evidence to say that I was one. I wasn't a weak link physically. I could I could hold my own. Secondly, I had I could point the needle at somebody else and say, hey, voting that person off is going to help us be better. But you got five other people with their own agenda, what they think is going to be the right direction. So for me being the first one booted off, I'm gonna be like, hey, look at what happened after I left. Xander would have got booted off if Green Tribe wasn't worse. Mm, if right. Green Tribe was better, guess what? Xander would have got voted off and all the men on our tribe would got booted off. And then we would have said all the men on Yasa's tribe was booted off by the women. Mm -hmm. So it just it was just timing. Right. I also feel like, and, and you can tell me if you um, agree as well, I feel like, uh, in my opinion, just, just from what we saw in the edit, it feels like if you had been put on like the Blue Tribe, maybe had switched with... Oh. Someone like uh, <laughs> someone hey. like Danny, you're just yeah. Or First of all, I had already picked um, off. Our, hey, hey, Adam, already picked off the blue tribe guy. I was going to kick off. First of all, hmm. I like to go ahead and say I was going to bring Brad with me. Um, I was mm -hmm. going to kick Nasir off, or I was going to move Heather to the other tribe. Hmm. We, we we already we already did this. I already had my new replacement tribe already built in. <laughs> yeah, right. I got you. Yeah, I feel like um, the yellow, like in my opinion, it seems like the yellow tribe is probably the one where it was almost kind of like set up or built in for it to be um, like a tough way to establish just because there was, I feel, I think it was the youngest tribe, the two, two 20 year olds, Evie being 28. Uh, Tiffany was 47, but she kind of, from what we saw, felt like she fit in more with the younger crowd. So um, yeah, but it, it seems like you agree you might have 
might have been able to thrive a little better on, on blue or green? Well, y- first of all, Yasa and Tiffany and Evie and Liana, Voach and Xander, all great people. Now mm-hmm. let's get that out the way. Now let's go back to gameplay. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Um, and the thing about it is Tiffany comes from a teaching background, which makes her relatable to a younger generation. And what's funny right. is I come from a teaching background, but from an older college generation. So mine is a little different. Um, mm-hmm. But you got a finite amount of time. It's funny when we did the first competition on the and we were on the boat, nobody really could hear Jeff for like 15 minutes saying we were the worst tribe. You as an mm-hmm. audience only got one minute of it. We got 14 more minutes of that. And like, come on, Jeff, we, we heard you the first time. So we didn't we didn't need that. But uh, Liana diving in the water, getting the paddle, also set up for Tiffany, who was sitting in the boat because she was tired when she jumped in the water. I mean, it was I wish they could show you like the edit out stuff so you can kind of get an idea of the context. Now, being mm-hmm. on the Green Tribe, me and Brad are, would have been the two oldest, but we're relatable in that Brad was always working, always trying to get stuff done. Um, but you wouldn't have had the funness of like a J.D., or you wouldn't have seen Ricard or Shan. So the dynamics, you kind of say, let's put these tribes together and let's see how they kind of play out or play off each other. So you never know. That's why I said the elements are something that you can count on. You can count on rain. You can count on sunshine, mosquitoes, but the people will always make the show. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, another thing too with the first challenge, isn't that the one where uh, like the paddle blended in so well with the, <laughs> yeah. the ship? Yeah. Y'all were scammed. That was a scam. <laughs> so let me let me put y'all on some insight. When <laughs> we started that challenge, at that point as contestants, we still had never spoken to each other. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get a chance to strategize before we did that. So ultimately, you still as an individual, you say, follow everybody else. The problem with what happened was we all went forward and nobody in Yasa tribe looked back. So by the time we looked back, guess what? They had already went there. Blue and green had already been there and picked it up. So now we really didn't have a reference. So now you have to look for it. And I was like, man, where's that piece of wood at? It can't be that hard. But I did get a chance to run JD over. So I was happy about that. I, get, <laughs> you know, I got a chance to dive into the water <laughs> and, and swim mm-hmm. to the boat. And I said, you know, look at the stuff that was fun. That, that all that stuff was fun because now you on Survivor. And you got to have some fun. The best, if you ever go back and look at the intro from that particular scene, Brad has the best dive into the water. Just pause it. I mean, he was having a great time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was stoked that there was a marooning. I mean, maybe I wish they would have changed the boat color to something other than yellow. Then we might be interviewing a winner now. I don't know. You know, it's just an unfortunate (laughs) butterfly effect. But I was reading your bio and you said you wanted to play a game like Richard Hatch. Like, have you been you you kept up with the game for that long, right? Like you've been a fan for a while. So originally I was uh, in Okinawa, Japan, when I first saw Survivor. Mm-hmm. And Richard Hatch and, and his and that particular whole concept of survival was brought to everybody. And I was like, man, this is great, man. They're out here on this island. And at that time, this was like the early, uh, late 90s. So you had an mm-hmm. old, old drill sergeant out there. Um, you had a real dynamic group of people trying to be into a remote location, trying to work together and be on this show. I was like, hey, I want to try that out. So I'm going to date myself. You had to put in a VHS tape then. Yeah. So you had to record it. You had to do an application and you had to mail it in. Yeah. Nobody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> and 
looking at like the Ethans, the James, I mean, and you start to see these folks and you start to become the quarterback survivor. You sit on your chair, you can win. You know, you're like, why are they crying? What's all these emotions? Come on now, you can't be that hungry. And then after you've been on the show, you're like, the first thing I did was I reached out to uh, Jeremy, uh, firefighter, and I said, man, I understand what you felt about coconuts. Because at, at the end of my time, I didn't want anything that was spelt with a coconut. I didn't want coconut <laughs> water. I didn't want coconut. If it had anything with coconut in it, I wasn't going to touch it. Because you now you know firsthand what it actually feels like, treats you like, and how you felt about it. Um, and, and it's just, you, you kind of settle in those moments and you like, Richard Hatch, hey, I applaud him. I applaud him for going back twice and him having that type of social game. But I also want to play like James. I want to bulldoze a couple of people over, you know, right. have some yeah. fun with it. Mm -hmm. So you applied for the first time after season one? I applied for season one. Um, then I mm -hmm. ended up moving over to Guam and they had an open casting call. And I went to the open okay. casting call. And that might have been a couple of years later. And then after that, I just became a fan of the show and continued just to watch it. And uh, for season 41, it was during the presidential election. And I said, you know what? I'm looking at Survivor. I'm looking at the candidates. And I said, you know what? I'm going to put in another application. And uh, I had to go back and find a videotape and said, hey, if these guys can lead something, I know I can win Survivor. And that was my intro tape. What they gotcha. saw in that tape, I do not know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I was on season 41, so it was a good tape. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When um, so when did you uh, did you have to go through a lot? I know some people it's, it's different. They they go through a lot of rounds. Some people get pushed right to the front. Uh, what was kind of like the casting process like? Like how how many times did you have to meet with them or talk with them to before you got on? Well, you know, like anybody else, when I got that initial call, I was one surprised and happy uh, that mm -hmm. one that I got a call to be on the show that I've always dreamed about being on, which was Survivor. Then I was like, somebody's catfishing me. Uh, my real job now is, is cybersecurity. So I'm like, somebody's catfishing. Somebody found out something that I really wanted to do. Um, yeah. So I, I checked out Jesse, who was my casting guy, made sure he was legit. And um, then you go through the process, which is you have to put together a five-minute videotape of yourself. And that really starts the whole process of people that are on the Survivor team to evaluate you to see if you're a good fit for the whole cast that they're trying to put together. So, and they was like, just be yourself. So I made what I consider to be a funny, interactive video of me just being myself. Mm -hmm. And I dedicated it to my mom. And I was like, hey, mom, we done made it. We're going to be on TV. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and I just had fun with it. And then you go through the process. Like anything, like a job application, there's paperwork, um, there are tests, uh, there are physical exams and things like that you have to complete in order to be on the show. But ultimately, mm. in the back of your mind, you always think, I'm going to be on this season that's coming up a Survivor. And that's what keeps you going through the whole process of wardrobe. And when you get that email and you're like, man, I got to do one more thing. I just did 12 things. But you're like, I'm one of the possible contestants to be on the show that I've dreamed to be on. So and you just keep going. You just keep going. Right. Hmm. And uh, so you guys start filming uh, May, right? May 2021. We were a little different. Um, so what happened was we found out that we were going, we filmed in March. Um, okay. once you find out you're going to be on that season and then we got hit with the pandemic. 
So mm-hmm. we actually took a uh, added two weeks on to six weeks and spent two weeks in quarantine in Fiji. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Were you just, were you, did you get any chance to interact with anyone or talk with your family back home during quarantine or what was, what was that like? Um, well, the first week was pretty, was pretty good. Uh, I'll give credit to CBS and the whole survivor team for how they put it together. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we're leaving instead of doing a six week uh, show, we're doing an eight week show with two weeks for being in quarantine. Um, they provided us with the ability to be able to talk that first week of being in Fiji with our families or at least one family member. Um, so they had that already set up for us. Uh, but ultimately, I was in a resort looking out a window for two weeks. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Not bad. So I bet you were ready to get out there on the island after those two weeks. That sounds painful. Let's, let's just say I was ha- I'm an outdoors person slash uh, being inside, but not that much. Um, I was <laughs> happy <laughs> to finally get on that boat and finally go over to the preparation island that we, everyone goes to that's on the season to get ready to actually be a part of the show. Um, mm. So the, the, the two weeks kind of threw us off a little bit because we couldn't go anywhere. We're in this resort. It's beautiful. You're in Fiji. But the, the furthest you can go is to the balcony for the first week. That's it. Mm. Mm. Gotcha. Um, so wow. then you start, uh, you start shooting. Um, I know this, uh, obviously, everyone knows this season lasted uh, 26 days as opposed to the normal 39. Um, do you have any, uh, I mean, my, my opinion is, um, like, I hate when, when people suggest that, like, Erica isn't a true winner. Like, I, I still feel like she went out there, played a great job. You know, she, um, she took advantage of, you know, the season obviously being at a, a faster pace with 26 days. Um, I don't take anything away from Erica's win. Um, and as a viewer, as a fan watching, um, I didn't even really notice. Sometimes I honestly forgot that it was 26 days, the way they they edited it for the most time. I noticed there was a few less uh, reward challenges. That was really the only thing I noticed. Um, as like a fan watching the show, assuming you watched, watched the season as it was airing, um, did you have any thoughts on like the shortened season? You know, how, how it, it's kind of funny because I used to be, I used to be that same fan. You know, you're looking at it and you kind of you're armchairing and you're like, okay, I would have done this. Well, if we had 39 days, I'm like, well, if we only had two tribes, I'd have still been on it. You know, because right. now I go from being a part of the show to being a fan again, and I just know everybody that's on the cast. But you don't notice it when you're going through it. Because you're like, okay, well, Erica, when she had an opportunity to take advantage of things that presented themselves in the show, she took advantage of them. The Hourglass was a great move. Because one, it hadn't been in the show before. And Survivor as a whole has to continue to grow and has to try new things. We don't want to see the same thing over and over again. But I didn't want season 41 to also be the guinea pig season either. But it was. Um, But again... (laughs) Being a part of that season, we got a chance to be a part of something that had never been done before. We never did a shot in the dark. Uh, we never had the hourglass. Uh, but we also got to remember now some of the stuff that impacted us was related to the pandemic and out of their control. Right. So right. where before you probably could have got more reward challenges because you could go get stuff from the main island of Fiji. Well, you can't just jump on a boat because of the pandemic and what Fiji was going through and be able to get different type of rewards. So, but as the fans, you can't see that part. That's not a part that you would be aware of, but we knew that how it was set up for our season because of the pandemic, we were put into a bubble. 
And we couldn't leave that bubble until it was time to go. So that impacted how they could do certain things. But at the end of the day, they put together what I consider a great show from the fan perspective, because we all wanted to see Survivor. We all wanted to root for different people on the cast. We didn't care how much time we got as long as we had Survivor back. And on that part of it, I'm just grateful to be a part of the cast and to experience what was something new and something different as we do the marquee turnover to a different decade of looking at Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me and Adam, we've said this since we uh, started watching the show, uh, season 41, since the premiere. I mean, we just think this is probably one of the best newbies casts ever, where from the first boot to the winner, you pretty much can root for anybody. Um, I, re I really thought CBS did a great job with that. I, and, you know, you, I think you said it right. The newbie cast. We're 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 not the, the we're not Richard Hatch. We're not the. We're not James. I mean, we're 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 not uh, Wendell. We're not Bryce. We're not that group. We're our own group that came on, and here's our challenges for our season. I would love to see Sarah come back and play. People just really did get a chance to see what Sarah could do. Uh, I would love to see JD to come back and play. Um, Xander to come back and play. Myself to come back and play. Uh, yeah. Brad to come back and play. I would love to compete against Shan. I would love to be on the tribe with Tiffany, Liana, Voach, you know, but we know it's the game of Survivor and we got a shot to be a part of that whole one, that family, two, to play the game that we all wanted to play. Um, everybody's going to get voted off at one point in time to right. get to Erica, you know, but you want to be there to have fun and enjoy it for as long as the ride lasts. And I want to go back because I think I got a short trip. My bus pass was cut short and I want to go back. <laughs> we agree. We agree. We agree. I mean, first boots are so like, I mean, the first vote is so hard. I always, I always say this to Adam when we're talking strategy, but I'm like, if I found an idol and my tribe's first vote hasn't happened yet, I'll play it because it's just so wild and unpredictable and people are looking for any reason to vote off anybody but them. So did you look for an idol? Man, I was all in the jungle. <laughs> when you say in the jungle, I was like, what is going on? Who got, to, where's this idol at? I know I can find an idol. I'm all up on the cliff rocks. I'm all down by the ocean. Yeah, I was looking for an idol. And I was oh, like, yeah. when I'm looking at it as a fan, I'm like, they're not hitting that bit. I, was, I should be able to find an idol. No, sorry, I did not find an idol. Um, I would have, I don't know if I would have played it because Nasir didn't play his idol because he felt comfortable. I know. So, and that's He's, how Nasir got voted out. Well, no, really nobody played their idol besides Xander and he didn't have to play it, you know, which was, I thought I was really surprising to me. Well, to you know honest, what? We had but... a more social game where um, a lot of people look and said they had trust, <laughs> which it didn't work out too well. Um, Deshaun had the mm -hmm. best idea where he's like, I'm just going to tell on everybody and I'm just going to wait to see where the chips fall. But again, yeah. he was, it was two times that he should have gotten voted out that the game added a twist and he didn't get voted out so that's that's very different than season past where that wasn't a twist that was in there uh so you you got to look at the things that brought a new twist to survivor that made the season in it you know more interesting when you start comparing previous seasons and saying you know who was a better season every season was good for a reason and you but you got to put it in the context of their season um they might have had a, a character on there that we all just like Ethan and uh, Winners Against War. I mean, the, when they brought back the winners, 
yeah. Ethan's story about cancer and how he had to compete to go up there and move those logs from the top to the bottom. To me, that was one of the gravitating moments of the show right there. Right. Uh, yeah. So you kind of look at every season for its merits or its missteps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Adam likes every season besides Gabon. So <laughs> you need to yeah. talk to JD. You need to talk to JD. <laughs> does, does JD like Gabon? JD is our resident uh, super fan. JD knows okay. all intricate things about the game of Survivor. We'll have to talk to him about that, Adam. We'll have to debate. Yeah. We laugh on, we, I laugh on JD because his finger roll is the worst. <laughs> The worst. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'll be like, no, JD, that's not it. Money. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> who? Um, we, who we from still laugh about that? Yeah, that's. It's good to look back and laugh on it. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Um. From your season, uh, you can give more than one person if you want. But who are you uh, closest with now that the season's over? Who you know do, who what? Do you still talk. <laughs> okay, so you got to remember now. We are a cast of 18, 18 different diverse people from different backgrounds. And you put us into a rough situation. You've taken away food. Right. You, you've taken away our comforts. And you, in essence, just made us all a little edgier than we normally would be in our normal lives. And now right. you want us to compete and go for a million dollars. I'm going to let that be the foundation of the conversation. <laughs> Saying that, I have all 17 of them's personal phone numbers. So at any given time, I can text them, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Um, I talked to Deshaun this week. Um, I talked to Tiffany this week. Who's Tiffany is great. My mom couldn't stand her for a long time, but I had to FaceTime her and say, mom, she's great. Um, like I'll talk. To, I just got my Danny's T-shirt in uh, for Danny. So and 14 of us were able to make the reunion. So, but we all have to, after the show, you got to develop your own relationship. It's no different than Adam and Gideon. You got to develop your own relationship uh, post when the show is over. Some people, they're, they're still a little touched. Right. And they're going to have to figure yeah. out if that's something that can get, get by or they may never get by and that's, that's, that's fine. But everybody, me, I, I try to enjoy what I, the experience I had and the people I had it with and that connection is always going to be built off your actions afterwards. Right. I was, right. I know, I know me and Adam were really impressed with this cast and how like they just love playing the game. And for the most part, us as the viewers were given the impression that, you know, nobody really had too hard of feelings and that's, you know, we were, I don't know. Is that, is, I guess that's accurate, but that's what we were given the impression of. I mean, I like that. No. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. Well, survivor, you did a good job. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, think about it. Everybody's competing for a prize of a million dollars. Somebody's going to be a little, a little disenchanted with each other. Of course. Because they, they thought that you were my ally or you were going to take me somewhere or you're going to do this. You know, you look at Xander. Xander is a great young man. He played a great game and he had to survive. If Green, like I said, if Green didn't, if Green won that last challenge, he couldn't use his uh, immunity because nobody had said all three phase phrases. So he would have got voted out. Right. So he would have been gone. It was just luck of the draw that they lost and they won. And Xander was still there. And then Green lost again, which gave Xander more time. But then, you know, Liana was gunning for Xander. 
So, but he moved over and they did the merge. Sydney got caught up in the merge. So she was gone. I think Sydney would have been great to go deeper into the game if it wasn't at that particular time of the merge. Sydney was like um, almost collateral damage. So you kind of got to look at it and say who said what. And I said, you don't, you know, you see the edited versions. They're filming us 24 7. It's going to be some unhappy people because you don't have the food you normally have. Your emotions are can't be hidden anymore because you're tired. You don't get a good night's sleep. So at the end of the day, get in. I just can't stand you. And it's going to probably take me a couple of years to get over it. <laughs> so I'll put it to you like that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So you're uh, you're cool. You're personally cool with all the, uh, the Yase tribe. Yeah. I mean, Yase is a great tribe. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, for me, I, I put the whole thing in perspective or I'll put it to you like right here. I'm going to tell you a story in the game of Survivor. I'm going to but I'm going to put an asterisk on your story until I meet you outside of the game. Right. And once I meet you outside of the game, that is how my relationship with everybody was formed, not in the game. You know, because there were people that I did not meet and talk to in the game. I right. didn't really I didn't talk to them until we all came back to the States. And up until that point, it was just a face that I saw walking around that we, you know, we couldn't talk to each other. So those relationships was built after the show was filmed. And as the show became released and we started to talk to each other. But like I said, 14 of us came back for a reunion and we had a great time. Good. Right. Uh, so when, once you did get back home, like, uh, was it like, did you just want to tell everyone you knew that you were on and you just weren't allowed to, to, you had to kind of conceal it? Was it, was it tough? First of all, CBS don't play. Uh, no, we couldn't say anything. Um, yeah. we had a, like, there was a small group of people in our circles that had to sign non-disclosure agreements that yes, we could talk to about certain things. Uh, you'll be amazed how hard it was for me to get my mom to sign a non-disclosure agreement for her baby. <laughs> that was, I had to explain to her what it was all about. She was like, they better not hurt my uh, baby now because I need you to come back home. I'm like, mom, I'm 50 years old, but okay. Um, so, but getting her to sign a non-disclosure agreement and we had a small group that we could talk to uh, about the show, but ultimately we couldn't say anything until they started doing the promos uh, for the news channels and on CBS type commercials that we could start seeing stuff. Right. Mm. Had you seen when uh, the cast got uh, leaked at first, or did, <laughs> did people did people start to message you on Instagram and stuff? Because we tried they, to find you, we couldn't find you at first. Uh, and it was funny is um, there's always one of us on the cast that has I don't know where they get the information from, but they had super information. And um, they were like, hey, look, we got leaked. And I was like, leak where? You know, there's so many social media outlets that you never knew existed until I got on this show. And yeah. they would direct us all to it. And then my, I wasn't a part of the first leak. And we had a field day with the ones that were a part of the first leak. Because we were like, <laughs> where did they get those pictures from? Yeah. <laughs> so we was like, hey, you better put your own picture out there because you don't want whoever got those pictures to put that one out. <laughs> and so we started just getting prepared for because we knew it was coming. So um, I don't think I got leaked until the third leak of photos. And uh, okay. we, we laughed at everybody else. And when they started changing photos around, it was like, how'd you get a new photo? Uh, yeah. But I mean, that part of it is exciting. Right. You know, uh, it's fun. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. 
um, my normal day-to-day life is not in a public side like that. So being a part of this whole experience has been great. I, I always joke now that my Instagram following was like five people um, when I first started all this. And my, uh, which my, my, my daughter's boyfriend, uh, he's going to get, uh, Jonathan's going to get a, a great kudos because he was like, hey, you got to work on your social media game. And I went out there and started preparing my social media. And um, I've had a blast with it. Yeah. yeah. So you're probably the first cybersecurity analyst who wanted their information leaked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, on one hand, I'd be like, wait a minute. Because somebody did try to do something to my account early on, and I have to go mm, in and take yeah. care of that. But ultimately, yeah. I do look at stuff with a different skeptical eye when it comes to how much information or how much access is given. Yeah, because right. I'm sure I'm sure in your you know your line of work that's that is sketchy. Uh, yeah. Jesse give me a call was the first sketchy call I got, and I was like, "This guy is a catfish. He he really found out something I really loved, and he's trying to use it against me to gain information." So what's funny about that is I made sure I went out there and found everything I could about Jesse before I called him back. <laughs> <laughs> so as I went through my actual audition, I always brought that up that he was trying to catfish me. <laughs> nice. Do you remember how many people uh, tried DMing you during the leaks, like before it was <laughs> officially announced? Let me tell you something. <laughs> You're going to get so many people that DM you that you like, who is this? Or people that actually found me on Facebook. And that's the good thing about my first name being a last name. By using yeah. Abraham, everybody assumed that that was my first name. It's hard to find. So... Mm-hmm the DMs were all over the place. And I was like, who are these people? Because yeah. there is a social media survivor community that I was not aware of at that level. And yeah. I'm like, who are these deep. people? It runs deep. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't, should I? So what I, what I did was I reached out to previous survivors and said, hey, can y'all give us some guidance on how to kind of navigate through this whole part of this particular process? Uh, Davey. Davey was my guy. He helped yeah. me out to navigate and understand, you know, hey, here's what you, some things you should do. No, I don't do that. Um, and then we still were up under certain guidelines from CBS of what we could and couldn't do. Right. Right. Yeah. Once, uh, so once um, the cast like, officially got released, the promos come out, did it get even crazier? Was it just like <laughs> a bunch of messages a day? Follower counts started going way up. You're famous. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you a crazy story. Um, doing wardrobe, I had to find some shoes that I could wear in the water and that I could wear mm-hmm. in the actual competitions. And I had to go to a store that had a particular shoe that they identified for me. And by this time in Texas, we had a winter storm. And I'm tired because I'm doing a lot of stuff for the show. And I just want to get this last piece done. So I tell the young lady, I said, look, I'm about to be on the show Survivor. I need to get these shoes. Do you have them? Because now I'm just trying to go straight to the point. I'm not trying to be, you know, trying to give a halfway story, try to sneak something in. Just tell me if you have this shoe. And right. the young lady was like, yeah, we have this shoe. And she was like, that's great. So then I go over to get some flint because I'm working on starting fire. This young man came out of nowhere. Survivor! <laughs> and he was like, I love this show. I've been binge watching it. I'm like, who, who is this guy? <laughs> so... And he was like, hey, can I get a picture? I was like, I'm just a regular guy. I'm just, well, yeah, come on, get a picture. 
So we took pictures <laughs> and he had some, we, we talked and whatnot. Now it just continues to grow. Um, we were in Chicago. We were all at lunch. I'm sorry, we all had breakfast. It was me, Tiffany, JD, Shan. We're all at breakfast. And we're, of course, talking about Survivor. And people are like, is that the cast of Survivor? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the cast of Survivor. And one of the people that were doing the um, serving the table, her brother was a big Survivor fan. So she FaceTimed him. She was like, look who I have here <laughs> for the season uh, for Survivor. So, you, I mean, that part of it is great. I, I won't even say I didn't enjoy it because I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a great thing. Um, it's funny at times because now somebody's coming up to you, talking to you about something that you had an opportunity to experience, and you kind of just enjoy the whole ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it seems like, based on the answers you've been, you've been telling us, um, it's, it seems like overall you had a really positive uh, experience with the show, and that's great. Um, I, I wanted to ask, like, if you had to pick, like, the whole, like, not just your time on the island, like, from the moment you got the first call from Jesse all the way to, like, right now, like, if you had to pick, like, what's been the highest high and then maybe what's been the, the lowest low of the entire journey so far? <laughs> Adam, you know what the lowest low was. Quit playing. Um, first voted out Abraham. What? Who, who did that? In that moment, your mind ain't really about y'all five or trash. You don't want to say that. You're like, oh yeah. man, what happened? What did I do? Um, yeah. I, I would say here it was a it was it's it's a lot of highs. I, you know, because you're being on a show that you dreamed about being on. No matter if you're 20 year old Liana or 20 year old Xander, we've all dreamt about this show. Um, so I'll say the high was the day I got the phone call from Jesse telling me that I was a candidate to be on the cast. That was, that was the high. The second high I would have to say is flying into LA, knowing that I was about to go off to Fiji to compete on Survivor as a cast member of season 41. And arriving in Fiji on the plane, and they're announcing that, hey, Survivor is back. Because I came on the plane with all 200 cast, uh, 200 people that work on the show, the film folks, the mm-hmm. people that do everything for us. You know, it's surprising that people don't get an opportunity to meet them behind the camera or all the support team, Leo, Darla, Keith, Alicia, everybody that took care of us so we could have a great experience. Um, one of the lows is uh, the mosquitoes at Malolo. God dog it. The mosquitoes <laughs> were running things. Oh, they was, oh that was my low. Because we were getting bit every yeah. day, 24-7, unrelentlessly by mosquitoes. And we tried everything. Spray, lotion, oil, and mosquitoes were like, thanks for coming, but we're about to get you. Um, <laughs> and I, like I said, I wouldn't even call me being voted out a low because I'm on Survivor. Right. So, but I, I wouldn't say anything was a low, but I will say that there's a lot of highs in the show, a lot of highs in the experience, a lot of highs in meeting the people and getting to meeting them outside of the game and meeting their families. And like my daughter was at the reunion show, you know, she mm-hmm. was like, Hey, that's Xander. Yeah, that's Xander. But your daddy right here now, don't forget about him. <laughs> he was on the show too. Um, but being there and enjoying it and having that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's really cool that you um, have so much positive uh, things to say about your time on the show. Um, and it seems like a lot of that continued uh, after the show, too. Um, heard the finale was really fun, despite 
some people maybe getting uh, the coronavirus uh, <laughs> <to> afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you I've a funny you story. A, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll tell you a funny story. I started talking to JD and JD said he was born in a, he was born in Guam. Funny story is uh, my wife used to work with his dad when he was born. Wow. So wow. it's odd that Survivor brought us to the same location, same time, and at a different time in his life and a different time in mine. So it, it's always interesting connections between all of us. Hmm. Wow. Small world. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I, what I was going to say is I've, I've seen you do a couple uh, Instagram lives, too, as well, with some of your castmates. Those, <laughs> those are fun to tune into. It seems like you guys, uh, I know you said maybe some people are still um, bitter or maybe that's too big of a word, maybe just a little frustrated from some things that happen. But it seems like because, um, you know, we've kept in touch with other survivors in, in past seasons. Um, and been able to see how they interact with each other. It seems like your cast has stayed remarkably close to each other um, post-season compared to a lot of the seasons in, in recent memory. Um, why, why do you think that is? Um, you know what? It's uh, one, I think because we were season 41, which made us a unique group of people. And we yeah. had a very diverse cast. Um, and we got an opportunity to see each other in the game of Survivor and outside. Because I had been to Chicago before to uh, hang out with Brad and Heather and uh, yeah. Sarah and Xander and Voach. We all got together to see a, um, an Aaron in one of the shows that really was Heather was really big in. So in those, I think in those moments right there determines what kind of cast and people we are. You know, because we get up, we're going to fly to where we're going to be because Brad is out in Wyoming. So Brad came up to uh, Chicago. At that time, Sarah had just moved from Boston, Chicago. Xander was back in school. Um, I'd also been out to L.A. to hang out with Sydney and uh, Sarah when she was out there and Deshaun. I mean, just to get to know each other outside of the game. You know, we all got different lives, but we really enjoy each other's company when we're outside of the game. And I think that was one of the big things that we learned as we got to know each other uh, because doing the game of the survivor, you don't really have a lot of time to know each other. You, you kind of accept people at face value, uh, but you're also going through a game. Uh, so you got to kind of say, okay, let me temper that right now. But once I get out of this game, I want to see if that person is really that type of person. Uh, Voshe has a great right. story where how he became a, why he became a neurosurgeon. Um, and I was like, he has a great story. I, I would love to get to know him outside of the game. But he also, we had each other's phone numbers so I can call and talk to him and be like, hey, man, what's going on today? How's it going? You, you doing surgery or what's going on in your life? What's going on in my life? And uh, Sarah and Xander went out to Wyoming to go on the ranch um, at Brad's house. And I'm going to go to Brad's house once it gets up above 65 degrees. <laughs> Don't plan on going that way right now. And we just kind of, yeah. we really enjoyed each other's company or we had similar stories like, Voshe's out in Chicago, Xander's out in Chicago, Liana's in Chicago, um, and they were all centrally located. So, but we all kind of spent time with each other. Oh, and I, you know, sorry, Jeannie, for not mentioning your name before this. Jeannie lives out, or she lives in, she's not in LA right now, but she's moving back. But Jeannie is the best. But do not play the game of spoons with her. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do it. She's gonna, she gonna hurt you. Uh, okay. I hadn't met Ricard until we went to the finale. 
Uh, I've talked to him. I didn't meet Danny in person until we went to the finale, but we had talked before and we just kind of really made it a conscious effort to reach out and kind of communicate with each other and just to say, hey, how you doing? I love the fact that we had this experience together and really enjoyed it. Now, the right. funny thing about my uh, so what I started doing was recapping the show after each airing because I was a part of the cast and I would text him and be like, why'd y'all do that? Or a great thing that y'all just did. And it just became something that I was like, it's kind of cool. I'm just going to do my own little, my own little rendition of what I thought the show was like. And I just got used to doing it. So, and I had fun doing it. Yeah, no, it's really cool to hear. It, it seems like with all the Instagram lives and it's just, everyone has been putting out pictures on Instagram of you guys hanging out. It's just like really cool to look at because like from what I've heard from other contestants or uh, other survivor YouTubers. Um, I heard like winners at war. There was a lot of bitterness coming past it. Don't even get me started on <laughs> the season uh, 38 cast edge of extinction. That that's, that's, that, that that's, you can make a documentary about the, about that cast, but um, it's really cool to see how um, close you guys have stuck, especially with um, having a decent amount of blind sides this season. I know blind sides can uh, be the thing that catalyzes, if that's a word, a lot of, um, you know, people not wanting to talk outside of the season. So it's cool to see how close you guys have remained. Um, uh, have you got a chance to meet any uh, contestants from other seasons yet? I know it's been um, kind of hard with COVID, but. COVID has made it a little uh, different for us to actually gather and meet. So not as many as I would like. I know there's a charity event that was held in Florida where I would have got a chance to meet quite a few of them. Um, but yeah. due to the way our show was set up as far as when it was going to do the season finale, I couldn't go. But next, right. uh, this season, I'm going to go down there and get a chance to meet them. Uh, okay. Met somebody from the cookout from Big Brother. Uh, Hannah was at our actual um, closeout finale. So it was, it was great to meet and talk to her for a little while. Uh, but yeah, there's some, there's some people I would love to meet now that I'm in a Survivor family because until we actually got on the show, they wasn't really, they was like, this is another person, but now I got the, you know, I got the staple of approval. Um, right. But the, you know, ones that I've met so far, either through Facebook or through Instagram, they're great. You know, hey, they'll say, hey, welcome to the family. If you got any questions on how this whole survivor thing works, because we do do a lot of good charity work that I want to be a part of. So I got a chance to talk to them about that. Um, I'm looking forward to season 42 um, because they were in Fiji the same time we were in Fiji. They had to go through the same protocols that we had to go through. So as far as seasons, they really mirror what we know and understand of, okay, we know what you went through in order to be able to do your season. So they're the most, re most relatable uh, cast. But now I think yeah. ultimately most of us uh, generally, we will and continue to get along. Well, if you could hang out with one past contestant for a day, who would you pick? You could pick oh, one. Man. I know you got to, I know you, you, you share. Uh, I know you're living down in San Antonio, so you got a you got a goat, one of the goats down there, Kim Spradlin. But if you, um, uh, Kim is you somewhere around one. San Antonio. I can't. I hadn't found her yet, but she's somewhere around San Antonio. Uh, mm -hmm. Nearby will be James. Uh, James is. Uh, everybody's connecting in some kind of way, but me and James's cousin was actually uh, stationed here together. Uh, I work with her in San Antonio. So wow. I might just I might just drive down and, and say, hey, James, I'm on Survivor, too. How's it going? Um, I think for now, I want to sit down and talk to like 
a Ethan because Ethan was a part of the original time frame of Survivor or right, yeah. talk to a Jesse or some of the ones that really pioneered the show. And uh, we originally started looking at the show or following the show and just saying, hey, you know, what, you, what are your thoughts? Because these are real people in their real lives yeah. doing real things now, but they're still connected to Survivor. And, you know, just seeing how they're doing. You know, Wendell is a, is a guy that actually did the show Clutterbug and they did a show on a friend of mine that I was stationed with in the military. Mm. And she was on their show. So, you know, there are different, different aspects of everybody. But a chance just to sit down with a group of them. I don't think I could just pick one of them. Just with a group of yeah. them and just say, hey, you know what? Let's kick our Survivor stories. Because we know what's outside of the editing room window. Mm. We, know what's at, we know what goes on at Ponderosa that you as a, as a fan never see. And that's the stuff that we were talking about. Right. Very cool. Well, Eric, I have, uh, I have one more question for you, but uh, Gideon, did you uh, have anything you wanted to throw in there? Yeah. Did you did you tell anyone that you were a cybersecurity analyst? Because if I was a castaway, that would make you a target, man. No. So <laughs> what, did, what did I tell him was? I might have. Um, I kind of downplayed. I never said I was in the military. Right. I definitely, that was never one of my... Hey, confessional let me let me see if i can bond over that because they all, always assume that that's that's a leg up um right but i might have did i might have said i was in cybersecurity, which makes me you know i'm an inside guy working on a computer he he would probably have to struggle outside uh so i kind of kept everything low-keyed on that and just kind of fed off of whatever their conversational topic was um i kind of fed off that and here's a funny story so we were supposed to ball all our water before we was gonna drink it I did it differently. I just let people drink the water and see how they did in an hour. So if they wasn't sick in an hour, I was like, they live, I'm going to live. So, um, and we had some people that, that, that ate some stuff and threw up. That was, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. you, you don't see that on TV. You'd be like, no. And I'm sitting there shaking my head. You probably shouldn't have ate that. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to wait and see what happens to you. And sure enough, they were sick. Yeah. Mm. Well, when when gotcha. uh when it came out that uh, when the cast got leaked and the fact that you were a cybersecurity analyst got leaked, uh, that's why I, that's why I told Adam I was like, this guy's gonna go far because my friend is a cybersecurity major in college and I can't understand anything he does. That is <laughs> so far beyond my comprehension and so hard. So I was like, hey, smart. You, it, the people, the people got me. It wasn't it wasn't the background. It was the people. Um, if you ask Xander, Xander was like, man, I wish I didn't vote you out. Xander, you voted me out. So, um, <laughs> and me and Xander share the same type of background because he's in college uh, doing cybersecurity as, as well. But, you know, like I said before, the people determine the game and how it's going to go. The structure of the game also impacts it. You know, we had never heard of this shot in the dark. Um, right. We were on three tries and then it was like, OK, we're going to have two vote outs. Because I said, hey, look, if they have a vote out, it's only going to be one tribe. So we only got to beat one tribe. We, we couldn't beat the one tribe. That puzzle was a killer. Um, <laughs> yeah. And what people don't realize, those puzzle pieces are weighted puzzle pieces. They're not light. So after you've mm -hmm. gone through a full challenge and you touch that puzzle piece, that's probably about two and a half pounds a piece. It, it's still some work to be put in. So applause to Erica and Deshaun uh, for putting that puzzle together. And Erica was great mm -hmm. on puzzles. So, right. uh, 
yeah, that cybersecurity, the military, college professor, they all sound good on paper. But <laughs> <laughs> in the game of Survivor, it's all about the social game. Yeah. Well, the, the last question I have for you is, um, like, if, if, let's say, four or five seasons from now, Survivor 46, someone gets casted, before they even get on the show, they shoot you a DM and say, like, hey, what's one piece of advice you would give to me? Something that they wouldn't learn just by watching it on TV. Um, I'm going I'm to give you my top three, because it's not just one. Okay. Because uh, we, had, we had some moments that are not captured on, on camera. My first thing yeah. would be enjoy the moment that you're in. Because you're on Survivor, something that you either dream that dreamt about, or I don't care how you wanted to get there, you got there. Uh, and specifically because there was a night that the Yasa tribe went down to the beach and we could see the Milky Way galaxy. And in that moment, we all were like, one, we're thankful that we had this opportunity to live out this dream with each other and to have this experience. So live and enjoy that moment. Yeah. Two, no matter what you've seen on previous Survivors, Work with your work with work there with your folks. Don't, don't, yeah. don't use what you thought was a good game plan on a previous show. Evaluate right. the people that you're with and say, okay, how do I fit in here and how can I maneuver through this particular group? Because I looked at all the previous shows of Survivor every night for at least an hour, looking at all the puzzles, looking at all the games. Um, if you can't swim, work on it. That, that's that's number four. But if you can't swim, work on it, because that's <laughs> going to be a part of some particular challenge. Um, yeah. That third thing would be it's going to it's going to be rough on you. Deal with it. Don't don't be like, oh, man, I, I didn't get any sleep. You knew you weren't going to get no sleep. Stop. Just just get in there and get it done. Um, but no, nah, just 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 ultimately enjoy the moment, because if you enjoy the moment, everything else is going to fall in line. Um and just be as honest as you choose to be with people because you're playing a game for a million dollars ultimately. And there are going to be some things said, but take it with a grain of salt. Don't, if you, if you can, don't take it outside of the game. Now, inside the game, oh, I was going to lie, cheat, and steal. The game is called Outwit, Outplay, Outlast. It's not mm -hmm. called Let Me Be Your Friend. So enjoy what it's called and live in that moment. And, hey, if I got to outwit, I'm not saying just be a super liar. <laughs> no right. but enjoy it and have fun with it absolutely awesome well, uh, very cool that's um a lot of great knowledge some stuff we definitely did not know uh behind the scenes stuff it was cool to learn a little bit about uh your journey sounds like you had an absolute blast um from start to finish so thanks for uh coming on and sharing a part of that journey with us today much appreciated hey Thanks, Adams. Thanks, Gideon. Uh, congratulations to Erica for winning this season 41 of Survivor. Uh, when the weather warms up in Canada, I I'm going to go up to Canada, but it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, guys, everyone that uh, watched live or watched later on, thanks so much. Uh, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss uh, future discussions, chit-chats with some more uh, season 41 cast members. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks, everyone.